Welcome to a new year. It's 2022. This is Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. This is episode one of season four. I've actually made it to season four. Four seasons in all. Four seasons like fall, winter, spring, summer. No, four solid years of nothing but the best, I like to think anyway. My audience has grown. My fan base is strong. And I have a lot of cool new information to share. This segment for this week's episode will be from the Indie Pods United podcast conference I was a part of at the very end of last year. And I will play this for you now. I will play it for you now, an interview between me and Tina Marie Celine, the organizer of the Indie Pods United podcast conference. Uh, she's become a very good friend of mine, trusted ally, co-podcaster. Uh, we've worked together for the last couple of years on different podcasting projects. And I'm pleased to bring you our sit-down Q&A for this first episode of Season 4 of Paranormally Speaking. Right after this commercial. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. And Neil, welcome back. Second year in a row. Glad to have you back. I'm going to get out of the way. <laughs> Tina's got some Q&A for you, and I'm uh, real excited for this half hour. Take Thank it you. away, it's, Tina. It's good to be back. Oh, hello, Neil. Look at us with our flashing lights. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I just noticed you've got uh, Disco Inferno going on back here. I can't. I cannot <laughs> do this. Have to take over the flashing lights part. That was my daughter's doing. Thank you for being here, Neil. It means so much to me. How are you? I'm good. Uh, the lights, actually. Uh, my daughter and I put these up. She's 11, and uh, she said you really need these in your man cave for when you're doing any kind of broadcast because it'll add a lot to the ambiance. I said ambiance. She didn't, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> special words and that's great i have my little special person here with me she just woke up so i apologize for that oh, that's good neil, to see her yes what projects are you working on currently well you know that i've been doing uh illustrating children's books uh, yes. i have another one working with the collaboration of the author that i'm friends with and i'm also working on a children's um horror book uh the illustrations will be more adult based it's not really going to be for kids but it's going to be done in the format of a children's book which will make it all the more fun and original 
And I feel like a lot of us are still children at heart. So that totally makes sense and resonates with me. I know I will be checking that out and I look yes. forward to it. Cool. What's that? Oh, it's C3PO. <laughs> I'm 46 oh, going nice. on 12. And I, I'm 30 going on 12 as well. So we're in the same boat. Um, again, this is Neil Parks that he is the host of paranormal i'm sorry let me <laughs> not mess this up um <laughs> neil please tell everybody here's a little the bit bouncing ball pa paranormally speaking with neil parks thank you it's mm -hmm. a tongue twister paranormally speaking with neil parks and he has an amazing show he covers ufos and ghosts and all kinds of things hauntings all that paranormal fun stuff neil covers and he is an author, as he has just told us. So we know this. We love Neil. We're happy you're here. And um, please, Aurora, say hello to Neil. He, he makes books for people like you. <laughs> she does. She looks up. really interested. She, well, she, I don't think she can hear you. because Oh, I've got probably headphones. not. <laughs> so um, are you allowed to give us any? <laughs> that reminds me of the one movie. Um, when they go, are you going to poop? And, <laughs> yeah. and I'm watching you. <laughs> Neil, it's so it's been a year since we've actually seen each other face to face. As you said, you're working on three projects. Oh, how yes. many episodes? Yeah, how many episodes in your podcast are you at now? Uh, right at about 184. That is impressive. Congratulations on such a huge number. As we know, most people don't make it past episode seven. <laughs> you um, or one or one. Yeah, I. What's really funny? Um, my audience has grown thanks to, of all things, that show "Only Murders in the Building" with Steve Martin, Martin Short, and um, Selena Gomez, which is all about podcasting. And oh, wow! A lot. I did a true crime episode. Uh, revolving around the paranormal and strange occurrences, strange disappearances, uh, people who were um, doing committing the crimes they, they committed due to alleged demonic possession and or influences. And because of that, and the same time of that episode coming out with that show, it just sort of went hand in hand and blew up for me. Amazing. So I've had and... like, uh, in the middle, uh, near the end of this year, I had a total peak in my audience all of a sudden. And uh, Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters Afterlife, deals heavily in paranormal podcasts because that's how people are communicating and sharing information like that now. It seems to be more of that through YouTube and various podcasts and so forth. Websites in the early 2000s, late 90s were the thing. You had to know HTML script. You had to write your own code for websites. Now it's just plug and play and cut and paste and everyone's cool with it. Oh, I, th I think you... Yeah. Okay, you're still... Oh, I'm sorry. I was just telling her, go ahead, go out there. Um, so, yeah, no, it's very true, and I'm very happy for you and the successes of your show, Paranormally Speaking with Neil Parks, and it's definitely something that everybody needs to check out. Um, you did the artwork for your children's books, correct? Correct, yes. How long have you been... In how long have you known about your creativity in that regard? Because as a child, I'm sure you were probably noticing I'm a little bit different. My thoughts are a little different than others. 
from a very early age, I've always been recognized and rewarded for my artwork, receiving accolades, receiving um, public acknowledgement and awards for pieces of art. Uh, entire sections of art uh, have have made and brought a lot of recognition to me for that ability that I have. And I've always had a fascination with writing anyway and got into writing books and designing my own covers and then caught the attention of a fellow author and she wanted to do children's books and wanted to work with me really bad in that respect. And we've cranked out three books so far. That's amazing. And, and, and what was the period of time for that? Roughly, it was taking me anywhere from two to four months to crank out a full book. Wow, that is dedication. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is dedication. Um, I've always wanted to write a book. I've always been a writer, too, since a young age, but I have not done it. I have yet to reach the levels that you have already reached. So what kind of advice can you give to people that are interested in maybe doing their first book or attempting to? Well, you never want to go with your second guess. Whatever you feel instinctually in the beginning, go with that. Because when you feel the drive and the ambition to do so, that's when you reach your highest point of creativity. If you start to just sit back and think about it and not really give yourself time to act on it, you start to doubt yourself. You start to find other things to busy yourself with. And then you get lost in that bubble of creativity and you don't take the opportunity to really put yourself out there. So always go with, with what you feel in the beginning and act on that. Did you have somebody there to push you to do these things or did you kind of just do it on your own and hope for the best in the very beginning? Did it on my own. Um, I'm an only child, so I never really had anyone to compete with. And I always like to do things, new things, discover things, try different things, and not real. I'm from a very rural area, a very backwards area. I grew up in a very rural Appalachian region, and I didn't want to be like any of the uh, Billy Ray Cyruses I went to school with or any of the Billy Bobs I went to school with. I did my own thing. I've always done my own thing. And people around me respected me for that. No one really spit on me. They thought, Neil's different. They really threw the mold out with him. And I, I kind of still operate that way. Hey, that's a great way to operate. Because we were just earlier talking about, because there was a paranormal panel that happened, about how normal is what's weird to us. <laughs> and so, and I am sure you can attest to that, because I don't know what normal even is. Normal is so, boring. Yes. Boring. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Yeah, so tell us about your, some of your unboring experiences personally <laughs> uh, regarding anything paranormal. Well, there was a convention that I did several years ago, uh, one that I have appeared at regularly called the Mothman Festival in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And wow. it's all about the Mothman phenomenon and the sightings and the UFO sightings that were tied to that and the collapse of the Silver Dollar Bridge. And there was a woman who approached me at my booth and told me this wacky story about something that had happened with her when she was pregnant. And she had the ultrasound. She did her routine visits. She was on her prenatals. She had already been three visits in. 
And one day she went, and there was never any sign that she was ever pregnant, even though she had the ultrasounds and images printed of said baby in her stomach. And she came to me and said she kept having reoccurring dreams and remembering things from her childhood and was certain that she had been abducted. And oh, wow. That it was a human alien hybrid she was carrying. And they got it to the point where they needed to and took it from her. And there was no trace or sign of her have ever being pregnant to begin with. And she thought she was losing her mind and she had the images and the doctor's visits and notes from doctors back and forth and was asking me if that was something that I've ever heard of or experienced myself from people I've talked to or interviewed. And that was honestly the first case I had ever encountered of anyone saying they were pregnant, then they were abducted by aliens, and then the child was gone. Now, what's really right. crazy is there's a new show on Netflix called Midnight Mass, which is a fabulous show. I highly recommend it. But oh, you've watched it? Oh, my God. Phenomenal show. Yeah, but seriously. There <laughs> is similar to what I'm telling you is similar to something that happened in that show. And this show just came out. And this is something that was told, relayed to me like nine, ten years ago from this woman. So when I saw that in Midnight Mass, I'm like, oh, my God, this is what. But it was on a different level because that dealt with something else. And my situation that she explained to me dealt with something completely different. And, of course, in my line of research and investigation and things I've seen and written about through the years, um, there have been a lot of cases that ended up being nothing at all. And the people on the other end were certain that it was one thing or another. Um, for example, I did something as simple as take my dog out to the restroom one night after we moved into a new neighborhood. And it was a foggy evening. I'm taking her down the road. And I'm coming to this, this point where it drops down into the cul-de-sac where we lived. But you can walk up the bank and it's a clearing. And then way up in the sky across from you, I saw what I assumed to be a mothership. It looked like a giant UFO. Oh, and wow. And spazzing out. I'm like, oh, my God. And I run to the house, and I'm telling my wife, you're not going to believe what's out there. You're going to come see this. And she thinks I'm being ridiculous, first of all. It's kind of like I'm Mulder and she's Scully. That's how we always operate. <laughs> and I'm running back to where I saw what I believe to be a UFO, and as we're both looking at it together, the fog is lifting, and it's a freaking mountaintop where other houses are positioned, and it's their giant security spotlights that were casting that glow that made me think it was a mothership. So that was a, <laughs> that was a real kick in the you-know-what at that point. I'm yeah, like, well, it's I not know. always going to be that. So a lot of I cases know. I've dealt with, it's, it's not been that at all. And it's kind of disappointing, but at the same time, yeah. I can take that letdown and write something really creative about it. <laughs> there you go. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it'll come to fruition because I feel like half of us are like, hey, we've got our thumbs out to the UFOs. Like, come on and pick me up. Take me where you are going. <laughs> Especially since the Pentagon and our own Navy have confirmed that they do, in fact, exist and they don't know what they are or where they're coming from. So that's a really good feeling. It, it makes me feel as if all of my writing and researching and speaking and things that I believe in are not in vain and that has some validity. And it does. I, mm -hmm. I strongly believe this and I don't like to be this outwardly honest sometimes about these things, but yeah. 
people like you inspire me in such a way that we know that there are other things going on out there. We know that what we have here isn't all there is. And what we know mathematically and scientifically isn't all there is either. There no. are definitely other things happening out there. <laughs> uh, God did not tell us everything for a reason. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is true. So what would you, Neil, if if aliens were to come and invade, or not invade, just come hang out this Earth, what would you expect of them? How do you see aliens and UFOs? How can you humanize that for us? Well, they would, they're probably definitely a curious sort if they don't already know everything about us as it is. Or on the flip side, maybe they are us from a far off future and they're coming to rectify something and correct mistakes that we've made so we can finally reach that level to where they are now. Uh, that could be something as simple as that. But if they were to just pop in and want to hang out, uh, I would definitely introduce them to Dr. Pepper, uh, one of the greatest drinks of all time. I would hope that they would develop a caffeine addiction to coffee. Um, <laughs> definitely the Marvel Universe, which they might find offensive because of the way aliens are depicted. In yeah. those films and or E.T., they might find E.T. laughable. I don't know. Um, Star Probably. Wars. Yeah, they might um, might not like Star Wars. I love Star Wars, but they, they might find it offensive the way aliens are depicted right. in that. I'm, I'm getting off topic, but yeah. It's okay. But if we're if, if aliens are as politically correct as some of us try to be, <laughs> then, then this all makes sense. I yeah. mean, I would be offended, too, if Star Wars happened and I was an alien or a – you know, people <laughs> – are really coming out of their shells these days. Mm -hmm. uh, there are people saying, like, I am an alien. We're all aliens. So I identify as an alien. Yeah, exactly. It's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, what I was going to say, uh, ask you is, have you had any experiences that you can tell us in the recent past couple of years that you've had with uh, any spirits yourself? Uh, most recently, in fact, within the last month, uh, I, I own a company, uh, with my brother-in-law, we run it together and I'm more of the collections department guy. I'm the one that gets the money. I'm the one that chases people down. And I was heading to this property where this individual lived and we hadn't seen him in a while. I had stopped there the week before, and this is out in the country, like, the movie Wrong Turn, this is where this guy lives, just like that whole setup. Junky cars everywhere. Um, he usually greets you at the door with a shotgun, but he's cool with us because he knows us. And I show up, and he lives in a really dinky um, pull-behind trailer. That That's his home. And I knocked on the door repeatedly, no answer, but his TV was on full blast. And there was this pungent odor, and, and you know the aroma of death when there's an animal nearby, there's just the pungent smell of death, but it was strong in that area, and I'm thinking, well, there must be a deer dead in the field or something. So I thought nothing of it, left a message for him, thought I would follow up the next week. So I show up the next week, and as I'm pulling into where he lives, I see him walking around the side of the property near one of his storage containers. But what's weird is a month before, he had to have his leg amputated because he has severe diabetes. A diabetic problem, lost his foot, and then finally had to have his whole leg amputated. Yet, as wow. I pulled in, dude's walking around on two legs. 
and he only had one. Wow. So I get out of the vehicle, and I'm walking towards where I saw him, and he was nowhere to be found, nowhere near his storage container. And I walk back around towards where he lives. Just then, a sheriff's deputy greets me, and he says, Oh, are you a family or uh, next to Ken? I said, No, I, I run a business. He owes me some money. I'm checking on him to see where he is. I've not heard from him. He said, well, I'm here to do a wellness check because no one has seen or heard from him in about a month. So rips the door open and he's dead on his couch, still with one leg. And that's where the pungent odor came from, needless to say. But 10 minutes before that, I saw him walking his property on two legs. Obviously, it wasn't him physically, but... Physically, I saw him on the couch with one leg, um, full on dead for over 10 days. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that, and I feel that, like, I know that is a true story because the way you said it and the way my body reacted as an empath, but, uh, that is truly like, and I don't want to use the word crazy. It's not crazy. (laughs) Incredible. That is an incredible story. It was unnerving because I'm you know trying to conduct business and, at the same time, I don't want to tell the cop, hey, I saw his ghost walking around, so I'm just <laughs> his like... His doppelganger is yeah. here. His shadow person has taken over. I saw a shadow yeah, watch out. <laughs> yeah. Don't look I, it in the eyes. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> what do you think of shadow people? Oh, it, it's an... There is a lot of truth to it, based on my experiences and things that other people have told me, plus videos that are sent to me regularly, photographs that are submitted to me regularly. And it could be one of like three things. It could be an interdimensional being that's slipping in and out of alternate realities or the reality where it resides. And it found a window of opportunity and just slides into our timeline and then back into its own timeline. Or it could be a residual effect from something to do with a being out of time from the future or the past that sort of gets sucked into another window of opportunity and it's just a reflection of what we see or it could be demonic manifestation a negative entity i love that you pretty much covered what a lot of people hold on to as their perspective but you are open to all of them as am i because i've had my own experiences as well with certain mm-hmm. things and shadow people was one of them at a very young age and i to everybody that listening that is listening want to reiterate that you are not crazy if you have <laughs> dealt with any of this it is happening <laughs> yeah it, it is definitely happening i don't know if it's happening more frequently or people are just talking about it openly finally for once and yeah. most churches are more accepting of it now and actually counseling people and they have people on board to counsel people about spiritual warfare or spiritual interactions. Right. And my cat came as we were speaking and she was, um, <laughs> she's knocking things over. She wants to, I mean, she's all cats and all animals are very aware spiritually. And I mean, this all ties together. So Neil, where, because I know we don't have too much time. Let's take this moment really quick to let sure. everybody know where to find you. Well, you can definitely find me on iTunes. My podcast is available through that. Uh, Of course, iHeartRadio, Anchor, my podcast provider, um, Spotify, 
Uh, I'm heavily viewed on YouTube. I have my own YouTube channel, which is also called Paranormally Speaking. Uh, I'm all over Facebook. I have pages for each book that I've written, individual pages you can go to, groups that I operate and run for podcasting or for uh, videography, uh, giving people tips and sharing information, uh, things that are shared with me through that format as well. Uh, you can order my books on Amazon. Uh, pretty much any book dealer or provider, Barnes & Noble even, and oddly enough, Walmart.com carries my books now. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. You are very successful, and I only see you succeeding more in the future. I only see you headed in that direction. What do you know, really quickly, about indigo, starseed, children, crystal children? Do you know anything about that? Abs I'd love to touch on that. Absolutely. I've been referred to as an indigo child because there are times, depending on my mood, my, believe it or not, my uh, diet and or what, how much sleep I've, I've received. And you really sort of have to tap into those energies, but there have been times where I have seen certain people and they give off the vibrant color aura. And I can kind of discern between the kind of people I want to sit with and discuss something with, or those that I want to completely avoid because they just give off nothing but negative, angry, evil energy. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to pick up a weapon and kill 30 people, but they just offer nothing of value to me spiritually, if that makes sense. Those are the kind of people that will drag you down. Yes, yeah, and, and um, indigo children, they're highly, has highly sensitive people. They say that usually they're born in the 70s and 80s, but I kind of, if I were to say I'm um, any of those things, I would say we are all star seeds. We're all starseed mm -hmm. children. I relate more to indigo children because the difference between indigo children and crystal children and that crystal children are born at a later date and yeah. they're not as focused on fixing themselves. They're more focused on fixing the world. The world. But in, without doing that, I mean, without having the indigo children having been first, <laughs> that would be impossible. My uh, child, my son is so much a crystal child. That kid is going to fix the problems of this world. He has such a huge heart that he's nothing but a heart with legs and arms. And that kid is a walking empath. He is just kind of like a tuning fork. He just walks in and it resonates off of him. I've never met a being as um, emotionally profound as my son. It's unreal. He has the heart that. of his mother. And he has... Um, the quick wit and the grit of me in, in regards to my sense of humor. But it's, it's amazing how the two of us made such a dynamic human being. He really is an amazing person. I love that. I love that. And I would love to have both. I mean, how old is your son now? 14. I would love to have you both on my show to kind of see, I would love to see this. He's been in a couple of episodes of my podcast where we, talk about movies because he he does his own movie reviews and uh does i'm trying to get him into podcasting but he's hesitant about that because he thinks his voice sounds funny but his <laughs> voice will only get better if he uses it more frequently like that now he does the school podcast he does that but that's more controlled and he does morning announcements at school plus he does musicals oh, nice. and he does acting 
He's currently uh, finishing up Heather's The Musical for our local civic theater um, and, and where we live. Very, very neat. That's awesome. He's already headed to do big things just like his dad. And I mean, coming from two amazing parents such as yourself, I mean, he can only be he's given he's been given so much already. The foundation and the groundwork is there for him to succeed in, in all kinds of things such as you like what you're doing with his writing and his talent and his creativity. I love that. Well, people think that I'm I don't know if it's the glasses or what, but people think I'm a super genius. Uh, I think it's more the way I carry myself. But in all honesty, my wife makes me look like a brain dead idiot. She is one of the most brilliant minds of our time. I can't get her to podcast or even listen to my diatribe at any point at any point in time. <laughs> well, you probably are, Neil. I mean you 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 are you are Yoda. <laughs> Because I see you're the behind you, and I'm just like, you're Yoda. I know that last year I had a comment on your other one. My cat is just really wanting to be here with you because she is sensing things. Hey, baby Yoda. <laughs> I almost feel like he is breathing and his heart's beating. Let's say hello. But um, <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us about any upcoming episodes <clears throat> on Paranormally Speaking with Neil Parks? Well, uh, last week was my final episode for the year. And I release in mid-December a recap of all the best moments from episodes before and then <clears throat> i come back in mid-january with new stuff it gives me some time to come up with some better ideas oh yeah no i completely understand everybody needs to take a break sometimes especially when you have so much going on in your head and and most creative such as yourself do we have too much happening Ooh. up here you have too much happening up here but you're the one that can figure out how to get it out, and some of us can't. So I've gotten so lucky. much better at that. There was a time where I had to walk away from all of what I'm doing now and not do any public appearances, not do any... Because I had so many things lined up that I was doing that I was putting it all first. And I was really neglecting what's most important with my wife and my kids and work I do in the community. And... um hating my job at that point in time uh, because I was a yes man. I was a yes man for too damn long until I finally said yes to my brother-in-law and said, yeah, let's buy this business and run this and only yell at ourselves when we fall short. No one's breathing down my neck anymore. But there was a point in time where I had to stop all of this for about two years, maybe almost three years, not doing any of this. because That I probably had, hurt. It made me better. I came back better than I was before, and I always check with my family before I make any important decision about, I think I'm going to add this, or I want to do that. I'm going to write about this. What do you think? And we, that's why it's Parks Paranormal, because it's all my family, including my brother-in-law, his wife and kids. Any investigations I do, it's all with my family and only them. I don't have anyone from the outside bringing drama or static. We are tuned in this is my core group and i don't do anything without them i refuse to i think that is so amazing and so important and that i mean to first of all family is important we we know this whether it's nuclear yeah. or not and second of all like for you to have those morals and standards for what you do in the paranormal realm i applaud you for that 
I only see future success for you. And that is my honest opinion as, as an empath is that I don't see you going anywhere. I only see you going up. So Neil, thank you for everything that you're doing for the community and making it not weird for people that are interested in these subjects. You have hit a lot of people. You have a huge demographic and audience and it will continue to grow. Thank you so much for having me back. It's great to talk to you as always. Absolutely. Um, any final words? Any, any, anything? <laughs> Keep watching the skies. Uh, make sure you have flashlights if you go into the wilderness. And if something is calling to you from the void, check the number before you answer back because you don't know what it is. Yeah, don't <laughs> fall into the void. <laughs> All right, well... Jeff, are you? Oh, love Neil's background, by the way. It says Mike Cavagione. Cavagione. I don't know how to pronounce that. I like that. Cavagione. Name. That's very nice. Cavagione. Cavarcia. <laughs> okay, we have another Italian. <laughs> I'm Irish. They're supposed to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> well, not if we're drinking. I mean, that oh, would, yeah, we're that fine would there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Norwegian. I'm drinking. We're all good. <laughs> yeah, the I'm show the is over. Day two. Neil, what a way to close out day two. This was phenomenal. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. Tina, thank you so much. Uh, uh, this, was, this was Tina's first full session. She's been in and out, uh, bouncing around. You don't know how much Tina's bouncing around in the background between uh, introducing sessions and coming in between here. Uh, so, uh, Tina, this was phenomenal. Job well done. Neil, job well done. I am going to bed. I got to be back <laughs> here at 9 a.m. to open up tomorrow. I got 12 more hours, and I am shutting it down. Well, good so, night uh, to you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you once thank again, you. Neil, and good night. Good night. Good night, Indy Potters. <laughs> Love you. Unparalleled insider access. Get it all. Introducing the SiriusXM Platinum VIP plan. Our newest, most exclusive plan. Listen in two cars, plus stream anywhere with two app logins. Access a massive, exclusive library of live concert video and audio recordings through nugs.net. Have opportunities to experience live and virtual SiriusXM events, including VIP-only exclusives. Get all your questions answered by a dedicated VIP customer care team. Plus, get all the entertainment we've got. It's all included with your Platinum VIP subscription. Be a VIP. Call 844-711-8800 to learn more. Offer details apply. One login for activated vehicle. Not available in Canada. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. It was awesome for you to join me on episode one of season four with Paranormally Speaking. You can also hear me on my other podcast that I have my son as a co-host. It's called Sci-Fi Guys, Superfly Sci-Fi Guys, actually. Let me try again. Superfly Sci-Fi Guys, Movies and More, which is also an anchor podcast available on Spotify, iTunes, and various other podcast carriers uh, you can email me at parksparanormal.gmail.com that is parksparanormal at gmail.com you can google information about me just put my name Neil Parks 
into a Google search bar and you'll find page upon page of interesting information and useless facts. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you next time on another episode of Paranormal. Forever.